community. So we're going to talk for the next handful of weeks about being transformers. We're going to talk about three aspects. Number one, that you have the ability to be transformed and that you get to walk in transformation and that ultimately you become transformational in your community. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to start first uh, and, and focus real quick on being transformed. We're going to read in the book of Luke chapter 5. Let's jump in and read this verse 1. It says, One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gisenaret, with the people crowding around him and listening to the word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats, left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and he asked him to put out a little bit from the shore. Then he sat down and he taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will catch men or be a fisher of men. So they pulled their boats up on the shore, left everything, and they followed him. Today we're going to talk about four tools of being transformed. Four tools of being transformed. But I have a question. Have you been fishing in life and you're failing to see the results that you want to see? What areas of your life have you been walking through? You've been fishing in. It could be as a father, as a mother, as a friend, as a daughter, as a coworker, as a business owner. It could be as a, as a child of God. It could be maybe you're struggling with your faith. But what area of your life have you been fishing in life and struggling to see the results that you want to see? Because one thing that I know is regardless of our belief, and who God is, and if he sent his son Jesus to die for me, if I have faith in this Jesus that we hear about, regardless of that, one thing that equals the playing field in all of us is that we all fall short. But somewhere in our lives, this is what I know, as I've spoken to hundreds of people, and I've gotten an opportunity to speak with successful people, and people that are struggling and in extreme difficulty, that we all in our humanity wake up in the morning and we go, gosh, yesterday, I could have been a better father. I could have been a better friend. I could have been a better neighbor. That none of us are perfect, and that has nothing to do with faith now, does it? That if you're like me, I want to close the gap of where I see myself and where I actually stand. That I want better results. I will tell you that what I want in my life is I want to be transformed. I want to be changed. 
I want something to change. Have you ever wanted something to change? Have you ever wanted your marriage to change? Have you ever wanted your income to change? Have you ever wanted it to be better? No one wakes up in the morning and goes, hey, I, I, I really want my income to go down significantly this, this, this week. I want to have more intense discussions with my husband or wife this week. I want to fail at higher fail rate as a parent this week. I would like to do my best to be the absolute worst that I can be as a friend. We all want to see better results but it takes being transformed. What is transformed? Here's some definitions of transformed. Does it make a thorough dramatic change in form, appearance, or character? Metamorphosis, that's interesting because that's what Pastor Jeff talked about last week. The stage of metamorphosis, a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. To change in composition or structure, to change the outward form or appearance of, to change in character condition, to convert. Here's what this means. It means as I ask this question that I need to be transformed. But I'm not talking about suddenly waking up in the morning and I'm no longer human. I'm not superhuman. I'm still going to be human. The composition of who I am, the makeup, my flesh, my blood, I'm still going to be human, won't I? But what will change, what can change is the condition of my heart. What can be transformed is my character. Character, what you do when no one's looking. I had a coach when I was younger that defined character as, Pat, your character is defined by what you do when no one is watching. And he would send me out on these runs and on these workouts. And I could, here's the funny thing, I could choose to skip and cut things short, shave a few minutes off here or there. But character, he, his voice, his, have you ever had someone like that in your life? that was guiding you, that their face was stuck in your brain. And he was like, what you do when no one's looking. And I'm like, I don't want to run this last five minutes. And I could hear him. Coach Abernathy. Oceanside High School. Does anyone know Coach Abernathy? Oh, ha, hallelujah. Come on, dude. He, and he's, what you do when no one's looking. And I'm going, I got to have character. Run the last five minutes, right? Why? Because I wanted results that I wasn't seeing yet in my life. So we have the same composition, but we have a different character condition. That's what being transformed is. Simon, something changed in him. He was transformed in this story. He was converted from being a follower of his ways, his conditions, his character, to developing a character that was closer to Christ ultimately, to follow him. So here are four tools of being transformed. Number one, recognize. Number one, recognize. Simon recognized he needed Jesus as his guide for true success. Simon recognized that he needed Jesus as his guide for true success. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say, I will let down the nets. He recognized that on his own, and this is what I've learned on my own, 
that on my own, I can only pull so much greatness out of myself. See, what I'm a believer of, I'm a believer of the hero in you. I'm a believer of the champion inside of each one of you. I'm a believer of the, you're the father of the year award, really meaning that you are the father of the year inside of you. I'm a believer of these things inside of each one of you, but what I've learned in my life is that left on our own, we will maybe pull 40% of our greatness out of ourselves. We need someone to come alongside of us and to guide us and to coach us and to get us to do things that we may not be willing to do on our own because they see something that we can't see in ourselves. Or how about we do see it in ourselves, but we're too afraid. We don't know how to access it. And there's nothing worse than seeing something that you can't access. You you know it's there. So Simon recognizes his need. And Simon, I'm sure, had experienced great days of fishing. That's something for all of us to know. Simon and all these other fishermen... They were experienced, extremely skilled fishermen. Why? Because they had been raised generationally to fish. They had been taught by their fathers, and it was a family business. These guys had been fishing for years. So I'm sure they'd seen great days of fishing, but they had never seen a day of fishing like this. But the only reason they saw, the only reason Simon saw such a great haul of fish, the only reason why he saw so much success, the only reason why the results increased is because he accepted the guidance of Jesus. Go out into the deep waters and put your net here. So Jesus makes our success as a parent, as a friend, as a, as a worker, He takes all the roles that we have in our life. He makes the success of each one of those things the best. He makes it the best. He pulls out of us. But we have to recognize that we need a guide. There's a point in my life that I recognized I needed a guide. I'll, I'll call a coach. I knew that I had, in this silly thing that I do, and I run around in stretchy pants, and I, I do triathlons, I realized I could be so fast. I could work so hard, but I need a coach. I need a guide. I need someone to tell me that I could actually do something faster or I could do more of it. And so you go get a coach. And I take the guidance of that coach. Then in your life, my question to you is, who is your guide? Who's coaching you along the way? Who's coming alongside you as a mother? Who's coming alongside you as a friend? Who's coming alongside you as a as a follower of Christ, who's come alongside you as someone who is trying hard to be the best business owner that you can be? Who is coming alongside you and encouraging you and saying, you have, you have everything that you need? Who, who is that person? But the first thing that Simon did is he recognized that he needed a guide. Recognize your need for Jesus to guide you through life. Because you can, you can fish in the same water without Jesus. You'll never experience what you'll experience with him. Number two, repentance. The number two tool to being transformed is repentance. Simon admitted his ability 
or his inability to hit the mark as a fisherman. Did you know the word sin means to miss the mark? It's a term from archery. It's not a biblical term. It's only a biblical term because we read it in the Bible nowadays. Because none of us, how many archers are in the room? We got one archer. Okay. And I'll bet you today that you don't use the word sin, do you, in archery? No. You know what we say? Bullseye. You know what that means? You hit the mark. Sin just means you didn't hit the mark. So imagine I'm standing and I pull back my bow and I have my arrow and I let that arrow go. And as it travels, somehow something happens. It's my aim. It's the wind. Something distracts this arrow from hitting the point that I want to see the result. I want to see the bullseye and something misses and it misses the mark. We would say as archers, we would say, you sinned. And sin, so when we hear the word sin in our 2020 society, we think judgment. If somebody comes alongside to you and says, hey, did you know that you're sinning? Judgmental piece of... Mm. <laughs> Isn't that our response? Like, right? But, but, but here's all this. When, when a guide comes alongside you and says you're missing the mark, keep in mind, here's the key. You are missing the mark. The guide isn't the one shooting the arrow. When we... Are, are you with me this morning? Repentance is a good thing. Because it's just, it's us standing at the line, looking at the target and saying, that's the result. Let me tell you something. If you, if you have an error in your life that you're missing the result that you really want deeply, and you're missing the mark, you're standing at the line, good job. You're showing up, good job. You may have the tools in your hand, good job. Now, you need to admit when you're missing the mark. If not, you're just going to keep shooting. When, when the guide does come along, you recognize you need that guide, and they go, hey, you missed that mark, and you go, no, I didn't. Don't we do this? That's not repentance. That's rebellion. What do you have a guide for then? I want to be better in life. I need someone telling me at the line, Pat, you missed the mark. In my defensive response is, I can see that. You don't need to tell me. <laughs> right? Don't you hate when someone tells you something you already know? Oh, man. Okay. So Simon admits his inability to hit the mark. So it says in verse 8, when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and he said, go away from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. This is fascinating that repentance actually it doesn't push away. It doesn't tell that guide, you know what, I don't, need, I don't need you. It's fascinating to me that what Simon says is he falls to his knees, that repentance draws us on our knees to the feet of Jesus. And our first response in our human, in our human terms is we push the guide away. He says to Jesus, go away from me. Why? Why do I get frustrated when someone points out that I missed the mark? Do you know it's actually not the guide? It's my guilt. Can we be, can, can, like, this is transparency, right? 
the guide is right. It's my guilt that gets me in trouble. Maybe I've been trying and trying and trying, and the guide comes along and goes, hey, man, I know you could do it, and I recognize it, and I say, okay, and I keep missing the mark, and the guide, and I'm like, and I feel guilty, so I'm going to lash out at the guide. Go away from me. I'm a sinful man. I keep missing. Go away from me. I keep missing the mark. This is what Simon is saying. Go away from me. I missed the mark, Jesus. And so his initial response is he wants to push Jesus away. And Jesus, because of guilt, Jesus wants to pull him close with his grace. Can I tell you this morning that you're going to make mistakes, that I'm going to make mistakes, and our guilt, when we repent, there's going to, the enemy, there's, there's an enemy, there, there, there's a true enemy of your life that wants to come alongside you and wants you to walk in a guilt manner. And you'll say, I missed the mark. And the enemy wants to bring guilt and shame to you. And we will even blame the guide for that guilt. Well, you made me feel guilty. And the guide's like, I didn't make you feel guilty. Jesus is like, I'm not here to make you feel guilty, Simon. I'm not here for guilt. I'm here for grace. And when you want to push away, I'm going to pull close. You and I need a guide. We recognize we need a guide, and we need a guide that will pull close when we make that mistake. And our natural response often is, is we want to push away. We all, I know I've experienced this, are going to miss the mark sometimes. We're all going to make mistakes in life. We can say, hey, I recognize I need a guide, and we will continue to wake up in the morning and go, gosh, I regret yesterday. Sometimes I regret my whole previous day. Have you ever had one of those days? Like you wake up in the morning, and it's like you tripped and fell the entire day. I've had those days where I, was like, I felt like I fell on my face the entire day. Sometimes those turn into weeks, and you're struggling. And you're like, God, you just keep coming back. And you're just like, I'm just going to keep repenting. Why? Because repentance pulls you into a transformed life. This is the power of repentance. Repentance pulls you into a transformed life. Regret, it pushes you away from a transformed life. So when I'm asking this question and I want to know how do I get the results that I want to see, repentance is the key. It pulls me in to a transformed life. Number three, reassurance. I'm going to tell you, if I keep making mistakes, I need reassurance that I can walk transformed. Simon, this guy, Jesus reassures him that he has what it takes to live a transformed life. Something deep inside of each one of us, I know that lives in me, is I wake up sometimes and I wonder, do I have what it, do I really, let's be real, do I really have what it takes to be a father of seven children. And it's not the number seven. It has nothing to do with that. Because it's relative. For some of you, you're waking up right now and you're saying, do I have what it takes to survive? Do I have what it takes to be a parent of one child? Do I have what it takes to be a friend to this group of friends? 
Do I do I really have do I have what it do I have what it takes to be able to to be the provider? Do I have? And I'm gonna say, guys, you probably lean into this question a little bit more naturally. I just want to tell you, the burning question in men's heart: Do I have what it takes? But every one of us, we need the reassurance of Jesus that we have what it takes to live a transformed life. In verse 9, he says, For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of the fish they had taken. So were James and John and the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. Why did he tell him to not be afraid? Because Simon is like, I don't have what it takes. I'm astonished at what just happened. Net breaking, boat sinking, fishing, which I've seen success, but I've never seen that kind of success, Jesus. And I don't think I have what it takes to do that and walk in that. I don't think I have the skill to be able to be the parent I need to be. I don't have the skill to be the friend. I don't have the skill to be the spouse. I don't have the skill to be the business. I don't have the skill to go out and be that entrepreneur. I don't have the skill to be that teacher. I don't have the skill. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? And here's what Jesus is reassuring, reassuring Simon with. Don't be afraid. You're going to be a fisher of men. What's he telling him? The skill that you've acquired in the natural, I will use when I add my super to it, and it will become supernatural. God is reassuring you today that whatever, whatever it is that you've learned, whatever it is that God is taking, taking you and helped you walk through, whatever your education is, and I'm not talking about degree education. Every one of us has been educated in life. You've learned something, haven't you? Whatever it is that you've learned, God will take that and you will become a fisher in that body of water. He's telling you today, he's reassuring you today, if you're willing to receive what it is that he's saying about you, if you're willing to believe what it is that he's saying about you, he's saying clearly, you have what it takes. You are equipped. You don't, you don't recognize you need a guide. You don't repent and then go into 15 years of, I need four years of theology school. I need a master's in divinity. And then I need to get a PhD in like Bible numerology. I mean, none of that. This is the power of Jesus. You know, he wants to take you right from the fishing boat and your doubts. He wants to drop you straight into walking out your purpose. And he's reassuring you. That means today, you could walk in the door today. God could give you a transformed life. And tomorrow, you could walk out the door and you could be fishing for men. I believe this. I, 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 don't, I don't see anywhere in this passage where Jesus, and this is Jesus, did not ask his first disciples. This was the calling of his first disciples. By the way, Simon, who, is, who, who we know is Peter. Walks in the book of Acts. Miracles. The dude blows it. He denies Jesus three times. This guy. He was a fisherman. Well, I'm just not educated. I don't know enough. No, you're educated. And, and figuratively speaking, whatever you're educated in your fishing skill, that's where God's going to have you fish. 
Are you with me this morning? Here's the key. This is the key to what I just said. What that takes is casting your net into the waters where Jesus is working. Do you know it's possible for him to ask you to do something in waters you've already done it, but with him, get different results? Our job is to say, God, where are you working? So, so there's Simon in the boat. Jesus is like, push me out into the deep water, and I want you to throw your nets. Whew. Jesus, we've been working. I have been working on this marriage. I have, I, have been, I have been working hard in my job, and I just didn't get that promotion. I've been working. And Jesus is like, push deeper. You want me to go deeper? I want you to push deeper. I want you to, work. I, I want you, I want you to show up to work. I want you to love people. I want you to be encouraging. I want you to push deeper into my instruction. I'm the guide. I'm helping your arrow hit the bullseye, Pat. I'm helping your. I'm helping guide it. I don't want you. You don't want to miss the mark anymore. That's why you hired me. So why are you arguing with me? I'll gladly take your money for you to do nothing. He's saying today, I want you to push deeper. And I want you to throw your nets into the water that you've been fishing in. I want you to trust, trust me. Believe me. I'm going to take your natural and add my super. And together, we're going to do something supernatural. Number four. Response. Simon, his transformed life results in a response of following Jesus. If you and I, if our lives are transformed, no one has to coerce us into walking in a transformed life, into responding. Jesus just says to him, he goes, hey, don't be afraid. Now you're going to fish for people. Next verse. So they pulled their boats up on the shore, left everything, and followed him. Well, what kind of compensation package are we talking about here? Do you have a 401k? Do you match in your 401k? Can you tell me, are, do, do, do I get like 10 weeks off if my wife has a baby? Do I get paternity leave? Because that's like 14 years I get off for free. <laughs> so basically what I'm saying is I'll start today and I'll see you at work in about six years. <laughs> Don't we do this? We start asking for like qualifications from our guide. So could you qualify that? The guide's like, I thought I was qualified. That's why you hired me. Do you trust me? Here's what's amazing about this relationship with Jesus. You and I paid nothing. It's 100% predicated on our trust. He says, you're a hero and a champion. And you're missing the mark and I can guide you. 
you know, one of our goals here at the Movement Church is to come alongside you and to help you when you recognize you need a guide. There's a humility involved in that. And our goal is to come alongside you and say, hey, let us help you learn how to hit the mark. Let's not fight over this. We all need this. And our response is, I trust you, I'm willing to follow. And I love this because Simon responds by leaving his old way of doing things and taking on the way that Jesus is going to do it. He left his methods on the shoreline. Since they pulled their boats on the shoreline, they left everything and they followed Jesus. You know the first thing that happens is, man, I recognize, I repent, I go, I believe it. I believe, okay, that's awesome. And then Jesus is like, follow me. The guide, my, my triathlon coach could be, follow me, do things this way. And I'm like, well, I was thinking, see, I have the, and, and it's like, they just, you ever someone, you ever like someone ask you for help? And you go, oh, you know, I'm an expert in this. And you give them, like, hey, just, this is all you need to do. And they go out and they don't listen to anything you say. And they go do it their way because they felt like it needed a few modifications. And then they do it their way and they fail and they come back and they go, it sucks, it doesn't work. And they're crying on your couch and they're complaining. And you're looking at what they did and you're like, you took everything from the shoreline I told you to leave. And somehow you repurposed it. And he's saying, fish in these waters, do it this way. This is the methodology that I'm going to have you be a father, be a friend, be a co-worker in. This is the way that I'm going to, I'm going to increase your income. This is the way that I'm going to increase your ability to influence. This is the way I'm going to increase your ability to be a transformer in culture. And we go, let me go get a few tools. Let me go back over here. And you know what I do over here? I make a mess of myself. And so he picks me up like a two-year-old with a dirty diaper that makes a mess on themselves. Because that's how, that's how I am to Jesus sometimes. He picks me up and he goes, you made a mess of yourself. And he walks me back over here, stink and all. And he puts me down over here and he says, okay, let's try this again. Your methods are old. They're archaic. By the way, you've tried shooting the bow and arrow that way. And you're missing the mark. Quit making a mess on yourself. Focus and respond by leaving everything and following me. I think the power of this is that God gives us Jesus as like the ultimate guide, but then he puts us in community where we have people around us that can be guides, tangible guides. I'm talking about people that cry with you. They fight with you. They, they, they cheer for you. They, 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 they call out the champion that's in you. One of the most mind-blowing parts of, of my day, if I'm, if I'm racing, doing a triathlon, is when I hit the red carpet and I'm finishing. And the most important part of the entire race that I, I, I fight back tears and I literally weep every time running down the red carpet, hearing and seeing my children and my wife scream for their father and for their husband. Because what they're doing is, is they're, they're telling me, I believe in the hero and the champion that you want to be. 
I believe in it. I see it. And we're going we're gonna to scream and call it out of you. And although it breaks my heart because I make mistakes and I'm not perfect and I miss the mark sometimes, I am willing to leave everything and follow Jesus. When it says follow him, it's not just follow in his footsteps. It's like follow the way he walks. I think Jesus walks with like confidence. I think Jesus is like, I got Jesus swagger. Like, I'm rocking Birkenstocks before Birkenstocks were Birkenstocks. These people ain't got nothing on my sandals. I'm like the Birkenstock king. And he walks with, he walks with strength. And, he, and he, he walks with this courage. So when it says they left everything and followed him, that what, you know what happened? They, they, he wasn't walking with courage in front of them like, yep, Jesus is in the house. Son of God, I'm here on a. I know exactly what I, I'm here to. Go, I'm here to pull the champion out of you. And they're walking behind him, like, uh, I'm following. Do you, do you ever meet? You ever meet Christians like that? The timid Christian, like, uh, I'm here. Jesus is the most powerful thing, and God, and and then I, oh, I'm just, I'm following Jesus, 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 Jesus. Excuse me, excuse me, Jesus. Can I just ask you one? Excuse me, can I ask you one question? I know I know that I'm probably, but can I just one small? And it's like Jesus is like standing there looking at you like, pull your stuff together, man. And you, you know why? This is, now, this is how I picture my Jesus, so just leave it to me, okay? This is my story, Jesus. I think he's saying like, pull it together, Pat. And do you know why? Because he's like, you're not following my character. Because, I, because when, when I come to the Father, Pat, I come with confidence. And I'm like, Dad? There's an injustice happening over here. And we need to release some of that heaven stuff you got on, on this cancer. We need to release some of this heaven stuff into the finances of, of, of this home. We need to release some of what you, and I have the confidence to know, Dad. Like, I'm going to walk straight into the living room like Dad's on his favorite TV show. God's watching his favorite TV show. It's probably some, he's watching people's lives like, you know, TV. And he's, he's watching his favorite. He's like, this life is hilarious to watch. It's like the comedy, right? And he's like, he's like this is it. And then Jesus doesn't care. He just walks in and disrupts the comedy. He's just like, Dad, I'm calling on you right now. Why? So when we say they left everything and followed Jesus, that there's something in Simon that he grabbed a hold of. There's something in his friends that they grabbed a hold of, and they began walking the way that Jesus walked. They're like, you know what? We don't even know what we're following, but we got courage. I went to church. I went to the movement, and, and I understood. I recognized that I, I, I was I recognized I needed a guide. I repented, and I know I believe, and I am reassured, and I'm going to respond, and I don't even know what I'm responding to. The friends are like, something's different about you. You're like, I went to church. I don't know what happened. And they're like, can you tell me more about it? And none of your friends, by the way, want you to recite all 66 books of the Bible in order. You know what they want to know? They want to know what changed in you. They want to know what why, why are you transformed? What happened to you? And you're like, I don't know what happened, but I left all that old stuff on the shoreline and I'm walking with, with, with like a set of confidence and strength and, and I got courage. And they're like, we've never seen you walk like that before because I'm following Jesus and he's got strength and courage. So he's walking, I'm walking. 
If he's stomping, I'm stomping. And he's sprinting, I'm sprinting. But I'm determined. I'm transformed. Does someone in here want to be transformed today? Why don't you stand with me this morning? I'm going to ask you this question again. Have you been fishing through life and not seeing the results that you want to see? I can tell you that now this is I'm being I'm really going to step out here. Every single one of us, me included. Every one of us are not walking in the fullness that we really want. I know this about humanity. And I'm here to tell you there are heroes and champions in this room. You are a hero, you are a champion. There's something inside of you that God wants to pull out. And here's the thing, it's there, it's been there. He wants to mine through all the dirt. He wants to pull that gold out of you. Who is guiding you toward a transformed life? Practically speaking. Now we we need to get a hold of this, family. This is guide step one. This is the guide from the guide. You know what I'm saying? And God wants to bring you into community and bring someone around you that's going to tangibly, I'm talking physically, when you're beat up, walk over to you. And put their hand out. Say, come on, let's go. to be there for you. Who's your guide walking you in a transformed life? If you've been going it alone, I'm telling you right now, that's why you're suffering from poor results. If you you are not experiencing the joy and the peace that you want in your life, in the areas, you fill in the blank in what area? Get a guide. You need a coach. What would a full net, let's dream for a second, what would a full net, boat sinking, community empowered life look like if you were walking transformed? What would it look like? Imagine Allow yourself to dream. Think about. I think about sometimes like what my children would say about me. The look on their face and my wife's face every time I came into the room would be like, he's the absolute best. 
what's at stake? Because there's always something at stake. What is at stake for you this morning? If you do not make a decision to say yes to Jesus, step into a transformed life. Because there was a moment in my life that I picked my head up and I saw the landscape and I knew very clearly what was at stake. There is always a cost. What is at stake? Let's close our eyes. Next week, we're going to talk about staying transformed because I've experienced in my life, I was transformed and then I woke up the next morning and I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm doing the same things that I was doing before. How do I stay transformed? How do I stay fit in my faith? But, but I'm going to say this one more time. Your heroes, your champions, your prized partners, your prized fathers, your prized mothers, your prized friends, your prized co-workers. Some of you have bought into the lie and guilt has begun to run over your heart. And I'm telling you this morning that you're a hero and you're a champion. If you're willing to respond. If you're ready to respond this morning, for some of you, that means coming down here and getting prayer. Getting rid of all of the guilt and the shame. For some of you, that means I need Jesus. For the first time, for some of you, that means I need to push into deeper waters with Jesus. See, Simon knew Jesus before, but Jesus had never climbed into his boat and asked him to go into deeper waters with him. So you may know Jesus, but Jesus may be saying, let's go into some deeper waters here this morning. Before you leave here, if you need prayer, our invitation to you is you are always welcome to come forward and we have people that would love to pray with you and guide you. All of us are on this journey together, family. We are on this together. If you feel comfortable doing so, just open up your hands. If, you, if you're saying, hey, I want to receive, and I'm going to respond. This is our response. Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus. God, that you would press into the hearts of every single person here. That you, that you would build a protection around their minds and their hearts that they would believe and receive this hero's heart, this champion's heart, that that's who you created them to be. Lord, highlight and bring people to the forefront in our lives that will guide us, that will help walk us through this journey. we would live a transformed life because that is what you came to do, Jesus, was to transform our lives. If we're willing to recognize, 
for willing to repent. Believe with reassurance that we are who you say we are and respond. In Jesus' powerful name, everyone said.